<laughs> Ghosts, crossbows, and a paranormal guest. That's what we have in store for you on this episode of the I Scary Podcast. And it starts right now. Ready for something scary? Okay! You're in the right spot. The Ice Scary Podcast collects spooky, creepy news stories to discuss and give you chills. Whatever. Just so you know, hosts discuss topics they've just learned about and have no prior knowledge. Their views are just for your entertainment. Hi, this is Ann Kimbrough, and welcome back to another episode of the I Scary Podcast. We have a special guest in the house tonight, Ben Axe from the Paranormal Activities Podcast. Hey, Ben. Hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I'm glad you're here. And um, I, I consider you an expert, and we have needed some experts <laughs> on our show. <laughs> I wouldn't say expert, but I'll take the compliment. <laughs> well, when it, when it comes to, to ghosts, though, you have some experience, right? I do. Yep. I, me and my wife both have uh, a lot of experience, actually, when it comes to, to paranormal stuff. So I'll take it. <laughs> well, good, good. Well, well, you might need that. I have one news story for us that will cover that because our show, we do a lot of weird, scary news. So I'm going to get your take on, on a ghosty one and one that might just be strange that you might not have heard about. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's jump into the first news story. This story starts at a crime scene. After the fact, when the cleanup crew finds something unique. Hey, what's under that tarp? Gotta remove everything. Wow. That's a lot of vodka. They decide to take the crate full of vodka and sell it to anyone that would like a piece of this spooky action. Ooh. Before we get your expert opinion on this, Ben, let's jump in and get the complete full news story. Take it away, Sydney. News. Spooky Vodka from Urban Daddy. Being called the Paranormal Reserve, Harridan Vodka is selling a limited collection of vodka bought from the estates of some terrifying locations. One of the sites is Iowa's Villisca Axe Murders House. In 1912, eight people were found with their heads severed by an axe, and the victims are said to still haunt the site. Will they also haunt the vodka? It seems that all of the bottles in the collection bore witness to some scary things, from the horrors of an insane asylum to the craziness of a home that inspired the Annabelle movie series. Get your vodka bottle now, if you dare. Well, all right. Well, first of all, I want to say I'm more of a whiskey guy, uh, but oh, okay. <laughs> I think they collected any alcohol they could find on the site. And some enterprising person said, let's sell it. It has <laughs> ghosts attached to it. Is that possible? Come on. Is do ghosts attached to items? You know, um, from, you know, my on my show, we've talked a lot about that. And, yeah, I think they do. Um, now, I can't say they attach themselves to like beverages i guess but i guess that would be an item right so yeah it wasn't like involved in the murders or whatever tragedy happened that's a good point and then could could you buy something and then say oh i'm gonna ship it here and the ghost will go with it i mean it's like can i buy a ghost really? <laughs> well, 
Well, you know, you brought up the Annabelle. So as inspired by the Annabelle series and the Annabelle doll, that's what they say. They say the demon is actually attached to that doll. So that doll is like in the Warren House Museum right now. And if you touch it or you get it out, then then you're haunted. So, yeah, there's Ooh. there's a lot of like there's a lot of stories that they do attach themselves to particular items. But generally, it's more like items that were meant for that person or like had an emotional attachment. So when it comes to like a a variety of vodka, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I agree. I didn't. I, if I well, I, I just because it might happen, I think I wouldn't buy it. Would you want to buy something that you thought might be possessed or bring a ghost into your life? I mean, I think the big question is, what happens if you drink it? Like, are you haunted then? Like, I, I would try it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> You would. You would. You're daring. And, oh, and you've had ghost experiences. So what would happen if you drank a ghost? I don't know. That's, I mean, I've seen Ghostbusters and I did it in that movie, ah. I think. Uh, but like, yeah. are you haunted until like the buzz wears off? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you drank enough, you would think so. I'm sure. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I don't know. This is kind of a freaky idea because to me, it's like how... I guess we'll take their word for it. This is, they found it there. But I, I think the fraud level in this is pretty high. It's just marketing. That's all that is <laughs> for sure. Yeah. The historic event and like, oh, we can market this. And I'm sure people buy it. I know I would if I was around there. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I think I wouldn't just because <laughs> if it did work, I don't want to bring a ghost to my house. Absolutely. But others would. But that to me is why this can't be true really like 100% true in the sense of well there are plenty of people that would want to buy a ghost so if you could why well, just think of the auctions from from the estates of anywhere that something bad's happened sure yep absolutely and that's one of those things too you know how many bottles of vodka were there i think you mentioned there were 12 murders and then i don't know if like i believe in like spiritual attachment to objects but can they attach themselves to like multiple objects because you know that's kind of a, oh, a new question yeah Know, like, exactly. So think of all the things that were in that house. So sure. one of the people that were murdered just went to the vodka, said, I got this one. <laughs> this is all mine. <laughs> this is fine. Dibs. You guys stay off. <laughs> well, so what kind of experiences would you think somebody would expect to have if they bought something that they thought was a haunted item? Um, you know, if it was actually like a haunted item and that, you know, the, the spirit or whatever you want to call it was actually attached to it. I mean, it probably varies, um, you know, the the standard hearing walks, creaks, moving objects, that kind of stuff is, you know, things that I have heard for the most part, uh, even maybe seen an apparition. And it's like, I, mean, I actually had a guest not too long ago who said she, if I remember the story correctly, she actually got a, a, bought a haunted mirror from like an antique mall. And like, she brought that wow. home. And like, after she brought it home, weird things started happening, like lights turning on and off objects being moved around, hearing, you know, the, the weird feelings in your stomach, the seeing the shadows walk across your doors, that kind of stuff. So I'd say that's the most common things that happen when you buy haunted objects. Ooh, and people want to do this, I guess. <laughs> I mean, not me. I just like to talk about weird stuff. I don't know if I want it in my house. It's, it's scary sometimes. Sometimes it's really cool. Sometimes it's like, I got to get out of here. So I get it. <laughs> so what happens if you bring something like that in and then it is scary and you can't get rid of it? What does that do? Um, you know, at that point, I would recommend like uh, like a like a spiritual, I guess, saging, you know, saging the house, uh, doing like a ceremony. There's all kinds of terms for it. I don't know what you want to call it. I call it saging. But basically just... Uh, doing like a sweep through your home and and 
basically kicking the spirit out and along with getting rid of that object as well. Some people burn stuff like that. You know, if it's haunted, they burn Mm -hmm. it, salt it, the very, you know, stereotypical supernatural TV show route and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Or you just move and leave the item somewhere in the attic. Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You can do that and just leave it for the next homeowner. Absolutely. (laughs) Could it be one of those things you ship to somewhere else if the ghost can travel with the item? Like, hey, see the world. I'm going to send you to my aunt in uh, Texas. Absolutely. They're right. I mean, that Annabelle doll being an example, like the spirit or demon or whatever it is goes where that doll goes. So yeah, absolutely. That's kind of sad for the the spirit that they're attached to something that they can't get out of it. Yeah, that's true. A little little <laughs> trick. I mean, it's just like there's so many questions I have about this. Yeah, absolutely. It is. I think that's I think the same thing. Like, you know, you hear like haunted houses where a spirit can't leave, which I don't really believe in that, I guess. But like if they can't leave that house, that's really depressing. Like that sucks. <laughs> it is. Well, this would lead you to believe they could leave. Right. If they were attach themselves to something that was taken. Which most ho- which most homes, right? the Annabelle home, whatever was going on there sure. that Obviously, that's been you know, people have moved into it. I don't know. You don't hear. It's not like the Amityville Horror House, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I still. I. I mean. I. I guess that you would have bought a, a bottle of this. <laughs> I definitely would. Well, I like. I like. You know. I like doing you know, the drink here. I mean, I'm a whiskey guy, vodka guy. But you know, just to have like a haunted bottle, that'd be perfect for my show. So I'd have to have it. And like, you'd you have know, to, well, like, would mantle. you then not want to even open it? Well, I'd buy two bottles, one to drink and then okay. one to just have. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, uh, Herodin Vodka, they, I, the Paranormal Reserve, I, it's probably been sold by now, I imagine. Sure. But if it was successful, now these people are, are enterprising. They go around, you know, they, they listen to our shows and find scary places and go find what's left over. Absolutely. Hopefully it doesn't like inspire people to like go to like breweries and like wine vineyards and like kill people just to make oh, no. alcohol. Oh, that's <laughs> be bad. Uh, that would be awful, uh, but I, I like that you went there. You know, my <laughs> <laughs> brain goes sometimes. I don't know. You're you're perfect for this show. <laughs> we love that. All right, um, let's move on to our next news headline. Oh yeah, this one's called Crossbow Killer. It starts with a family intervention. Son, we have to talk. A woman catches her adult son by surprise. Along with his other two brothers, because he's been lying to a fiancé. Bro, come on, this is no way to start a marriage. The truth is, he's been living in mom's basement, has lost his job, and living a total lie. And his bride-to-be is clueless. If you don't tell your fiancé the truth, I will. Stay out of my business. But the family stands firm on their ultimatum. I won't let you ruin my wedding. He silenced them with his crossbow. Oh. Is that true love or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, my, or, or a meal ticket. Yeah, yeah. We really need the full story on this one. Fast. Pronto. Sydney, take it away. News. Crossbow killer. From CP24 Toronto. Under pressure from his fiance to find a job. A Toronto man fears his wedding won't happen unless he's employed, especially when his mother discovers all the lies he's been telling. Not only is he out of work and his mother has been paying all his bills, but he was fired for hiding a robbery conviction, all facts that he's also been keeping from his fiancée. 
The mother organizes a family intervention to get her son to come clean, but it goes terribly wrong when he attacks his mother and two brothers with a crossbow, killing his mother and one brother. The man claimed he never meant to hurt his family. He just didn't want anyone to stop his wedding. Uh, you, have you had those kind of family? <laughs> Hopefully you have not had those kind of family issues. Nope. I, my married, I got married. Everything was fun. My mom was there. It, it was perfect. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Everybody survived the wedding. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of uh, things can go wrong during uh, wedding times, but oh, this just takes family issues to a whole new level. Yeah. That's that's kind of sad. That you know, that's I think the word like mental illness is really uh, appropriate for for that kind of story. That's that's rough. Yeah, well, when I read the actual more of the news details, uh, the guy seemed like he was a con man. He was sort of living these double lives, obviously at work, not telling his fiance what was going on, and his mother obviously knew things were wrong. I I kind of give her credit for trying to say, "Hey, you can't keep doing this." But for him to turn on them, he actually, with the crossbow, laid in wait for them. And one brother got away because he shot him and didn't kill him, and he ran to neighbors. So it was a whole ambush. Now, is that mental illness? I don't know. That's like uh, psychotic. Psycho, yeah. (laughs) It reminds me of a movie. I think the movie is called, is it Your Next? Mm, Let's tap into our movie expert. Your Next was a movie about a family reunion gone wrong from 2011, and the first person was killed by a crossbow. It kind of reminds me of that. (laughs) Good memory, Ben. Yeah. It was not based on a true story. Maybe the guy saw that movie, but I think the basic thing was he didn't want to ruin his wedding. Right. (laughs) Not that I think it was about love for him, not as a way of motivation, because... I don't think this guy was capable of love, but I don't know. It sort of makes you say, would you do a family intervention after hearing this story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's too late for that. He, he murdered everybody. <laughs> no, I mean, yes. No, I mean, would you personally go, oh, family interventions, nobody should do these because you don't know how people are going to react. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, it kind of makes me like not want to like just don't worry about it anymore. Just kind of, you know, yeah. do your thing. <laughs> I'm out. Mind your own business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure that since he had the crossbow and was ready, that he they let him know what was coming down, that they had to have a talk. So don't do that. Don't set it up that someone's like, okay, we'll have a talk with my little bow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've never actually had an intervention, but I think I remember seeing the show back in the day. Don't, aren't you supposed to like ambush them? Isn't that the point? Like you bring them in and then you sit them down yeah. so they can't do stuff like that? Exactly. Yeah. Who would, who would say, sure, I'm ready. Tell me how I'm wrong. Yeah. No. Gang up on me. I love that. Yeah. No, that wouldn't happen. I agree. Um, yeah. I've never been involved in a family intervention either. <laughs> Luckily. I never owned a crossbow either, so it's just that's a random thing to have. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know anyone with a crossbow. Is he like a hunter? I guess hunters probably have crossbows, right? Yes. So, yeah, so that wouldn't be odd if you were a hunter. I mean, I've lived in parts of the country where, man, when it was hunting season, everybody quit work. Like This was up in Utah. (laughs) And I'm like, what? What? Really? And, and on the freeway, people would stop and park on the freeway because that was a great location to walk into the uh, to go hunting. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Are you used to that? <laughs> like a hunting season? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm not a hunter myself. I've never never hunted. Uh, but like I know my I think my uncle is a big hunter and my cousin. I'm not 
you know, me and my team aren't all that close, but I think they all still hunt. Um, but I just never got into it. So I do know what hunting season is. I don't know the rules. Right. I don't know the, Same uh, here. I don't know. The, I know you have to get a permit. And, but uh, I, I guess, so before I lived in that area, I would, thought, I would have thought it was pretty strange for someone to have a crossbow. But after living there, I realized there's just a whole bunch of things that a city girl like me just doesn't know about. <laughs> kind of clueless. Class dismissed. So, you know, we don't have crossbows and we don't go hunting. Um, but a lot of people do. So it's normal that he would have it, I think. I'll take that. That works. I yep. think. <laughs> I wouldn't freak me out if somebody had a crossbow. You know, I know people that are fencers, so they have sabers. That, that wouldn't, those wouldn't feel good to get hit with. That's a good point. Yeah, that would, that would suck as well. So, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. So, what would you do if you found yourself in a situation like this where somebody turned on you? I would I'd have to say probably just run. You know, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm trained in like active shooter situations for like my jobs and stuff. Oh, great. Uh, so, you know, they say, you know, the first thing you do is if you can run. And then the second thing is, if you can't run, hide. Then if you can't hide, you fight. So I'll just try that, I guess. I would just, I'll just run. If I see a crossbow getting pointed at me, I guess zigzag, you know, because you have to aim. <laughs> Serpentine. You remember that movie? They <laughs> zigzag out of there, man. <laughs> zigzag. At least don't let him catch you, you know, let him wing you. That's okay. You could survive. Yeah, uh, I, I mean it's sad i mean this is definitely one of those stories that we bring a lot to at the show that it's just crazy sure and you know, if he's like if he's like a true like psychopath or sociopath he probably doesn't even care he's probably just sitting in jail like all mad he got caught like he murdered his mother like i feel like if you are capable of murdering your mother you're not capable of feeling like remorse at all i could uh, be wrong I think you're right no <laughs> i think you're right i think if you would go there in a moment because you had a, he had a planet so this was for there was forethought so you would have thought at some point you'd be like ah oh, it's my sweet mom who's been paying my bills maybe i should keep her around even for that alone so was i, I didn't ask her i don't know if you know but was his fiance at this meeting or was it just his immediate family no it was just his immediate family so yeah so that that girl hears about all of this after the fact she she didn't know any of it you know she didn't know this guy was probably capable of that Although I don't know. I, I'm sure she's got to have that friend that said, told you. They always do, right? <laughs> always knew that guy. That guy was weird. I wanted to tell you not to marry him, but, you know, I didn't cross that line. Yeah, that is, that is really sad. So he, he, just, like, he just like murdered one mule ticket for another mule ticket. <laughs> exactly. Gosh, she dodged a bullet. Uh, and a bow. <laughs> <laughs> Serpentine. <laughs> That's cool. Well, Ben, I so appreciate you coming on the show, and I want you to tell everybody a little bit about your podcast because I'd like them to check it out. Sure, yep, absolutely. So my paranormal, my podcast is a paranormal show, you know, called Paranormal Activities. It's kind of threw my name in there, you know, why not? Good. And uh, yeah, so basically, it's just me uh, talking about my history of paranormal experiences back from when I was a kid to present day. Even last night, we had one that was kind of weird. And then mm. I also like to have guests on, bring them on, talk about their experiences, and then just kind of discuss, you know, you know what's really going on on the other side. Like, how do ghosts work? Because nobody knows. Like, you know, earlier we were talking about how, you know, haunted objects and that kind of stuff. Nobody really knows. So it's really cool to kind of hear everybody's opinions and experiences, throw them all together, and that kind of gives you more of an idea of how the spiritual world works. So that's kind of like my show in a nutshell. That's cool, because um, I'm sure everybody has a lot of those kind of questions. Sure. Does it also help, like, 
because I feel like our society doesn't like to talk about death. So does it also help with that? Do you feel like it makes it a little more easier to discuss things like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you know, in my you know my outer circle, you know, in, in my real life, nobody really likes to talk about that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so, I mean, I do get some people actually. You know, once I tell them about my show, they're like, oh, you have a podcast about ghosts? Yeah, I have a ghost story. So yeah, then they kind of open up a little bit once you once people realize they're not going to be made fun of or called crazy, and then they kind of open up. And so I feel like a lot of people have like experiences or thoughts they're just afraid to bring them up and you know, the general public. So it's kind of cool to have like an outlet for that and like let people open up and, and you know, share their, their thoughts and opinions. I've listened in. It's a great show. So everyone, please check out Paranormal Activities with Ben Axe. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show. And please, everybody tune in for another episode of the iScary podcast. Oh, yeah. Everyone at iScary podcast would like to thank you, the listeners, for joining us. And thanks also to our newscaster, Sydney Story, our announcer, Zach Mercer, plus our Step Into the Story actors, Grinnell Morris, Sydney Story, Zach Mercer, and a couple IA programs, one from Speechalo and the other is Synthesis. Last but not least, we get our sound effects from Zapsplat. <laughs> Join us again, if you dare. The Ice Scary Podcast is produced by Wyatt Pashik and Ann Kimbrough. Copyright April 2021.